0: Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker.
1: Welcome to another Kick Ass and Sparkly Letterpreneur podcast. With me, as always, is the stunning, the stylish, the always spectacular Therese Tucker.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow well Thank you wanted me to so lay down much. some more extra
1: stuff like marvelous and magical and sparkly and- yeah i was like come on keep coming yeah, right. happened happened that was <laughs> ah. that was one i you got the beautiful red lipstick on i should have said raunchy today
0: yeah i haven't worn red lipstick in a while feels good i was like oh there i am i don't know you know how there's some things do you know like you know we i don't know about you but i love to change it up all the time
1: mm-hmm. there's
0: just some things when you uh go back to it, put you right back in your comfort zone. You're like, that feels right.
1: Yeah. When I fit back into my corsets and my pants and my heels, I think that might be the day.
0: (laughs) Not makeup. See, for me, it's just like makeup stuff. (laughs) I tried a couple. (laughs) I tried the nude lipstick. I've tried this a few times because I like it when I see it on other people, but it doesn't feel right on me. I feel like I have more lipstick on. Isn't that weird? It's nude, but I feel like I have more
1: lipstick on than when I wear
0: red. Interesting. See,
1: I don't tend to wear a lot of lipstick. It feels weird to me to put lipstick on.
0: Oh, I love it. I have to. I'm one, I'm the chapstick person, right? Like I have it. I I can't go running without it. I got to put a swipe on. After I brush my teeth, I got to put a swipe on. <laughs> my lips are so conditioned to have stuff on them <laughs> that when they're not, <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're like it's so dry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so dry and naked. Yeah, exactly.
1: Mm, anyway, that's not where we're going to take this podcast, but you know, side track. <laughs> well, it? but actually I can tie it back. Are you ready? Okay, so you red,
0: right? Red lipstick is usually associated with a sense of power. <laughs> there you go. Well, nicely done. you ah, ah, can do it. <laughs> it's a special skill.
1: <laughs> well, I'm really good at just taking us off in different directions. So if you can bring us back, then we're fine. Always.
0: <laughs> Always.
1: Anyway, power. We've been having some interesting discussions around this concept of you know personal power um you know where we lose our power where we give it away and you know it might be good for us to just to talk about what that looks like initially you know how do we know when we've, we're in our power and how do we know when we're out of our power mm. I know when we're out of I know when I'm out of my power Well, let's things, talk
0: about that then let's start there
1: so I know when I'm out of my power when things feel hopeless where I don't feel like I've got any control any say or can't change whatever's happening. That's when I feel powerless.
0: Mm, Right. So, uh, exactly. So, awareness, uh, or lack, I should say, lack of awareness of choices, because the feeling like you have a choice feels powerful, and usually when you don't recognize, right? So, there's always a choice. Uh, That one took a long time for me to really grok. And I think a lot of people as as they grow up, just maturing, that might be one of the things where we don't always recognize it. Uh, we're certainly not trained to see it on a societal level, right? That we have choices. Mm-hmm. In fact, kind of goes against how power is being used now or how it's being dissembled. But um I, I did want to talk about that level of power. But we're talking about personal power. We'll so we'll stay here. So um I generally feel Powerless when I don't recognize
1: the choices available. Mm. Two minutes. That's, that's often when we have it very clear in our heads I want it this way. I expect it to show up like this. And that's when or, it's,
0: yeah, or it, it has to be. has to
1: like be. This. And it it's in that moment be. where we have that such strong attachment to how or whatever it is that we feel powerless when it doesn't show up that way or feel like we haven't got a choice it's not showing up like the way i want it so you know um and that's where stepping back and having to remember that you know we always have a choice we can either choose to accept what we can't change or we can you know sit in a place of complete resistance and chucking a tantrum over it internally which you know, we do do sometimes. I
0: do. Right. Because it feels like that's the only choice. Again, <laughs> I kind of would go back to... I don't
1: want to choose the other choice. I just want it my way. Right.
0: And then sometimes we don't recognize... Uh, we have given so much. So there is mm. um, a lack of recognition of power, but also we've given our power so away so, away, yeah. so much um, that we think that there is no choice or... And sometimes there is a pattern of giving power away, uh, and then we don't recognize that we ever had a choice, right mm-hmm. or that that we were the one who initiated it something that that is a very tricky thing to see by the way. So if you catch yourself in a pattern of giving your power away and then you are frustrated because you don't see how that happened, don't blame yourself. That is a very tricky and slippery slope um, and it does. It takes time to come back from that. You absolutely can. Someone can go from feeling completely powerless to feeling completely powerful. That is very um that's something that anyone is capable of mm. experiencing. But catching ourselves giving our power away or seeing how we power leak. Rach,
1: what is a what's a power leak? Um a power leak is where it's, we're giving away our power, but we don't necessarily know that we are. Um, and it's, you know, it's basically any time that we're giving our power away. Yeah.
0: So, and, and so a power leak is usually something that's already been conditioned in, I would say it's been conditioned by repetitive behavior, like a repetitive action or doing it to the point where we are, Uh, literally leaking power and we don't consciously recognize it. We don't realize, I mean, I think there are times where we can find a black and white situation where it feels like we have to give over our power. Mm. Right. And then there's definitely more subtle situations where we do this,
1: where power is. Well, I think, you know, if I will look at our personal situations and things that are going on in our lives right now, like for me, we're going through the process of, getting jacks diagnosed with asd and there's certainly elements of that where it feels like we don't have the power we don't have you can't make the the doctors make the decision <laughs> i'm impatient like, i can see it just say it is like for god's sake let's just get get it over with and move forward oh no we need to get other people to confirm like ugh. so it feels <laughs> like i don't have any power in this situation but when in fact i actually have quite a lot. I can choose to keep going down this road or I can choose not to. I can choose to just get the extra help that he needs. I can choose not to get any extra help from the government. I can choose, there are so many choices that I have right here that I'm actually not powerless in it at all. But it's, you know, I think it comes up a lot when we feel like we're, um, you know, when we're dealing with bigger entities like the government, like the teachers, like the, you know, the, the things that we've been programmed as we've grown up as the authorities you know, in our lives. So the doctors, all of this sort of stuff, they know better, but we're in those moments. We're not listening to our own power or being in a place that's powerful within us to make a choice around it.
0: Well, let's go back to the first moment. Cause I actually think there's a trigger moment here and tell me if I'm wrong. So both Rach and I um, just happened to. <laughs> like we didn't plan this, at least not on this point. <laughs> on purpose. We planned it. We planned it. It was way before we consciously remembered. Um so both of us have little boys who have some sort of learning disability, I guess you could say. I I don't consider it a disability, but we're both dealing with um children who don't fit into a quote unquote normal system. Mm-hmm. Um and I think the first moment where I felt a little powerless was when I was given the information or it was brought to my attention that something wasn't normal, right? That's like gosh, something was, off. it wasn't, I'll tell you what, it definitely wasn't part of my conscious plan, right? To like the conscious plan, as far as I knew up until that point was get, you know, get married, make the babies raise great kids, you know, send college, you know, that's the very, all the typical (laughs) short bullet points, right? (laughs) Short (laughs) bullet points. But the, the idea was there wasn't, this was never a factor in my brain that I was going to be dealing with, um, having a child whose speech is delayed and having to go through speech therapy and also be tested for all other sorts of things to see if there is a correlation, uh, with the speech therapy. Um, and I think that was the first time that a sense of powerlessness sort of came over me mm. because I was pulled up out of my, um, fantasy that I am <laughs> right. Like the fantasy is that everything that I've pre in my head for the next 10 years is going to unfold in basically that way. Mm. And life is, has a great sense of humor. And it's like, wait, 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 wait a for second. it <laughs> <laughs>
1: again. Wait this is it? not part of the fucking plan. <laughs>
0: So it's easy when you kind of get knocked off your center, Mm. right? And that's the easiest moment to start leaking power subconsciously. You don't, I wouldn't have recognized it as a power leak, but suddenly I felt helpless. And I'll tell you why it's because I suddenly didn't feel like I was prepared Mm. to do what I needed to do, right? I was prepared for the quote unquote normal path. Mm-hmm. Uh, as everybody thinks they are, and truly we're, we're not. Just having kids in general. Nothing can prepare you for that until you do it. Um still not but, but the belief, right, the, the sort of, a, I don't want to say a fantasy, but it was just like this feeling of false security. That's what it was. False mm-hmm. security that I've already got it covered. It's handled, the right? They're going to do things at the age point. You know, the book, What to Expect When Expecting, is like, has probably done more. <laughs> Dem- to create delusion that it has to set you up for success because in your head you start to um at least subconsciously compare progress right this is where mm. comparison starts that if I if I can hit this mile marker then I've done I've done what I needed to do and I
1: can continue to move forward mm. there's Tristan in the background I okay. <laughs> yeah I can hear not terribly but yeah I can hear but yeah it's mm-hmm. no that's absolutely and I think I think most people, it's a human thing that when suddenly things change, when they're not like you expected. So, and this is not the only thing. So yes, we've got some, our boys are delayed in some way, shape or form. Um, There are other people who get diagnosed with cancer. Well, that's not, you know, all of a sudden there's a feeling of powerlessness around that because they're now fighting against this, um, you know, health condition. I mean, and there's, umpteen millions of health conditions that create the feeling of powerlessness in people every day so there's so many reasons why we are constantly kind of in and out of our power um all all over the place so here's
0: what's happening and as i'm listening to it this is what i'm getting is that you know we get knocked out of our confidence that we know what to do right and and I'm a firm believer that we need to have communication and other people in our lives. Right, that we we're not meant to be hermetically sealed mm-hmm. in our own life with no other <laughs> interaction. Right, no other no other reference point for us. I think we need other people. But what happens is when these events come that shake you out of what you think you know, and they knock you out of your confidence. That's the point in which we start leaking power and. It's these are very difficult moments for us to pause, right? Like the idea here is if we had the self-awareness of what was going on, usually a little trauma is instigated in these big moments too. I mean, it's traumatic. Mm. I I can't tell you from personal experience, but I can imagine it would be traumatic to be told you have cancer. Mm. Um, it is traumatic when you find out that you know your child has some special needs right? That's that's traumatic. Yeah. Um. And so when we go through this knocked out confidence and trauma, it's hard for us to grab the tools that we know would help us to regain a sense of personal balance and um, groundedness in our own power, which would be to stop and to assimilate, like let these feelings come through and just ground with it and just be and stop. What usually happens when we get triggered by trauma, Rach, wouldn't you say is, we tend to jump into action. i got to fix that.
1: Yeah, there's two things that happen. One, there's jump into action, but for many people it's a, oh, my God, the sky is falling, implode, like completely crumble and fall apart, and, you know, that's that's okay, that's okay. Um, and then the second part is often right, action, straight into it, without that sense of, and I think, you know, and I'm totally guilty of this, I move straight into action very, very quickly. Um, and what we had in our live channeling session with the team yesterday was um, was a it really is about more being being in the moment when you're in that moment you've got way more power than you understand and it doesn't necessarily have to knock you off your perch or it doesn't have to be traumatic it's just a state of being with what's going on absolutely absolutely and we
0: um you know it's it's really hard when we're trying to um deal with life from a state of trauma because we don't we're not known for making our best choices from a place of anxiety, worry, fear. Mm. Right? Scrambling. A chicken little is an example of mm.
1: somebody who doesn't
0: make a good show. There's no good choices being made there because it's just pure
1: panic. Fear, yeah. Um fear is running the choices, fear is running the show. Fear is running it's just if anybody who knows fear, it's like It's like this. You can't get into the calm. You can't get into the intuitive information. You can't get into the space of trust and understanding the journey at a bigger level when you're like this.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And, and many times I think that it can be hard to see that slowing down and and being with the moment is an option. Mm. Kind of sometimes doesn't feel like we get that as an option. We do. Um, But it's hard when fear is triggered. Yeah, uh, yesterday's channeling session was Mm. incredible for a couple of reasons. But one of the things I loved was that they had said that the negative negative experiences, negative circumstances, negative um, stimuli is actually beneficial for manifesting, whereas fear is destructive. Mm. And that they're
1: not the same. They're not the same at all. No, that was, <laughs> I keep looking at my clock. It was 11.11 11 not long ago. Now it's 11.22 and it's 88%. Nice. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Jane. so Love your work. Absolutely. So, so the fear is what she was talking about, that constant spinning. Mm. Um, and it will we, can't even, we can't even break down what's behind the fear when we're in it. It's not, it's not possible. So fear definitely puts us into fight or flight which shuts off our parasympathetic system, which is the system that allows us to go deeper inside and, and perceive, like actually perceive the situation around us. Uh, we are cut off from that um, cognitively, completely. It is do or die, literally. And, and sometimes these big events in our lives um, can trigger us to stay there when we don't even realize we're still operating from that point of view, wouldn't you say? You, you, I mean, I've definitely seen examples of it. Um, Rach, what's your take on that one?
1: Um, yeah, it's my brain just gone completely blank because I can hear the baby <laughs> downstairs, and all and that's what I thought. She's like, as it.
0: soon as I, <laughs> as soon as I asked her, she was checking in. I can see that she's yeah. like. You can kind of tell when someone's doing their mom listening because their eyes sort of like are here, but they go sideways a little.
1: (laughs) So I completely lost the train of thought. You you could either prompt me or you can take it from here.
0: Well, what I was saying is that, you know, there are, and I'm not saying this is everyone, so I'm not trying to make a generalized statement. There are definitely people who've done the work. This is why we have to practice meditation as a practice, right? We have Mm. to practice doing this work when there's not trauma because we exactly. will not be able to pull ourselves out of it when we are in trauma. Yeah. But so what I'm saying is for the, for quite a few people out there, they haven't done the practice of pulling themselves back to center on their own. So when mm-hmm. trauma gets triggered yep. uh, and they go into fight or flight, they stay there. They don't come out. Even if the, the um, incitement or the event itself has dissipated and resolved, or at least the, um, shock of it has worn mm. off. They're still in fight or flight.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's an important thing. This is why, you know, doing that practice on a regular basis then becomes your default program. Yeah. So the default program is to, okay, that's interesting. Let me just sit with that and allow myself to feel it, but also to go internal. When you do that, you can connect with the, sometimes the bigger reason. Sometimes it's just a feeling like for me, Often, when I can get into that space, it's like, well, I don't know why this is happening. I just know it's happening for a reason. And I will be able to understand that at some time in the future. But this is part of the journey that I've chosen on some level that's part of my growth and expansion. So for me, knowing that that's what's happening, that's what it's about, and that's what I'm choosing it to be about, puts me more into a place of power and trust and relaxation around what's going on rather than in fear.
0: Right. So. Now that we've identified the kind of headspace, the situation, what possibly triggers us to go out of our power, um, why we might be staying out of our power. And we've sort of alluded to already a way that you can uh, reinstitute power. So interestingly enough, it's one of those things where you can't just go and grab it and put it back in. It's going to take, it's, it's not always a direct path, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, just be like, I call my power back to me. Sometimes you can do that, but you have them usually is a person who is staying in a place of balance and attunement within self that can just be like, will it back to themselves. And I think Mm -hmm. that the misconception sometimes is that that's how it happens, that I will my power back to me. Mm. and then I have it again. Um, and my experience at least is different than, than that. So let's talk about, um, some of the ways we can bring our power back.
1: I think one of the first things is to recognize what the choices are, that we always, always, always have a choice. Um, and in that moment, it, then you're consciously choosing rather than feeling like the choice has been made for you and sometimes the choice is to go along with what's been suggested or to cut your losses and run you know, even though you might want it to work out in your favor sometimes it's just not meant to um, you know for a bigger reason in my mind anyway and that's where you would just go into a place of okay I, I go into a place of surrender and acceptance and I'm choosing to let that go. That is still a choice.
0: Right. So one of the ways um, that I think that you could do this, and sometimes it's hard to see that you have choices, just say, let me sit down and think, do I have choices? Sometimes it's easy to follow the thread backwards. So that it, whatever the instigating event is, wherever you're at now with it, you could sort of follow it backwards, right? Like if, if you're unhappy with the end point, what choice did you make right before you got here? Right. Mm. I went to see this person or something like that. And right before that, what choice did you make? Right. And then, so then you start to see, Oh, working backwards. So it's, it's sort of, um, reverse engineer the situation. How, what choices did I make? Mm. um, so you're looking at what already has happened, which will allow you to then look backwards and go, was there a different choice there? I know in the moment I didn't think there was, but now that mm-hmm. I'm out of it and I've experienced the consequence of that choice, was there a different choice? Yeah, I could have not gone, right? Like she was saying, could have just ended it. I could have, you know, asked for something else. I could have spoken up. I could have not mm-hmm. said anything. I could have.
1: <laughs> like, so many, so things many things could have yeah. done. Yeah different choices. So it's, it's never, it's not a black and white situation. Like there's not any one thing that we can tell you right now that is going to necessarily put you back in all place of power. It's, it's an internal thing where you kind of assess, you know, where am I feeling helpless and powerless? You know, what are the options? What could I be doing? What do I let go of? What do I accept? Um, looking at it from all of those angles to come up with something that feels like your choice.
0: And and doing this work requires a lot of contemplation mm. and contemplation without judgment, right? So we're not condemning ourselves and hopefully not other people as well as you're going through this process. So it's not about what an idiot, well, I can't believe I'm so stupid to make this mm. choice, blah, blah, blah. No, it's more about, again, the reverse engineering to see the choices that were available. And by by doing this work, by spending more time there, what it does is it actually starts to sculpt your brain to notice the choices in future moments. Mm. So you're really doing yourself a huge favor by being able to break down how something worked, right? Look at that, assess it, put it aside and keep doing this work in different areas. Like even things that are further away from you now, right? So of past events that feel resolved, you could still look in and say, you know, how did that work? I know how I felt in that situation. How did it work? What was my part? What could I have done different? And breaking that apart. This really does train your brain to see options in a present moment because you've already trained it to kind of pull the situation apart. It helps you slow down. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a person who, for a long time, <laughs> reactive, right? Like in my youth, very reactive um and made snap because of that there was a lot of snap choices that were made not not even having a chance to see um the options available because i was simply reacting off of stimulus in front of me and having done this work where i've unpacked you know the past and kind of taken it apart and looked at pieces has allowed me to move forward and really consider and think about uh, what are the options now in this situation? Um, and the beauty is that, um, you know, I think also that we we think sometimes once we've made a choice, we have to stick to it. Ooh. I know that that's training, but <laughs> that at least I grew up with that kind of training. You make a choice and that's what you get. you committed to
1: it now. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, get another option. And, you know, a great... Exercises to question your beliefs. Not, mm. not you don't have to go around questioning everybody else, but you should question yourself from time to time. Take a look: is that working for me? Mm. Like, does that does that style of thought work for me now? Mm. Does it give
1: me a lot of room? Yeah, self-assessment. It's such a powerful, powerful tool, and it also gives you so much information about your own patterns where you are struggling, but also where your superpowers are. So Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and I cannot stress enough meditation. And I've always been one of those people who, you know, I get in and I love this stuff around meditation, everything that comes with it, right? The mystical, the metaphysical, um, the spiritual, the emotional work. But every time, uh, and this has like been years (laughs) where it was come back to meditation, I was like, there another way? Is there any other way?
1: <laughs> can <laughs> okay. I take a pill? Can I just listen to this MP three and have all of that amazing stuff that takes you know six hours of meditation to get? Can I just get that like in five seconds? I would
0: love that. could you give that to me? And what I realized is, you know, the universe and all of its infinite wisdom was like, no.
1: <laughs> it is actually about slowing down. That's the only way you can hear it, feel it, get into alignment with it is to slow down. And as someone who is constantly. um i've I've actually started to look at you know knowing that i struggle to do the meditation part in my day partly because i've got you know a baby and work and stuff that needs to happen and i don't get as much alone time to just um there's a local buddhist um place around here that does meditations and stuff on weekends and weekdays i'm like oh you know what i know that i'm my habits are not solid in meditating so taking myself out of my environment might be a really good way to get me to to slow down a lot more than I've been able to do on my own so because well, I know it's critical I know how critical it is
0: but here's why here's why it's critical and what I'm really you know the I feel very blessed to have plugged myself in with Rach to our team um, and doing the channeling work that's how they got me they were like we'll make this fun for you so that you'll." Listen. I so I was like, oh, it's fun time. And they were like, fun boom, fun. meditate, boom, practice. The, the, the importance is the practice, right? Mm-hmm. So um, mastery comes from practice. And mastery is not a finite uh, goal, meaning it's nothing that you, if you stop practicing, you stop being a master. So you, we all get the choice to master anything we want. This is one of our human superpowers: is mastery. We all are given the choice to do it. Meaning, you could be, you could have zero musical ability and choose to pick up a cello and practice with it, and and you will become a master. You are guaranteed that if the the practice is done. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have this beautiful superpower as human beings to become a master of anything. But the uh, the big Misconception about mastery has been that it's, that it's a goal. It's an attainment. It's an end. It's a, yeah, an end thing, thank you. It's not an end point. It requires constant practice mm-hmm. uh, because it's a process. It is not a Life goal. It's a process. A process. <laughs> it's a process. And so, um, meditation, you know, it, this, this is getting you, uh, to get into your, um, Interplane your zone of mastery to recognize the being that you truly are, to give yourself a chance to actually stop associating. Now, I said stop associating, I didn't say disassociate, but stop associating with what you think you are and mm. find out who you are. Um, and they said it's something that is un, unknowable without um, the experience, meaning you must experience it to know it and you won't be able to convey it. Verbally, there is no way to convey it verbally, Um, but that simply the practice of it is necessary. And the reason why is so that when we experience these bigger uh, negative even events in our lives, we will have at our fingertips the tools we need to pull back into our power.
1: Resources and the resources. Absolutely, I think that's. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. Is when you do regular meditation, it gives you access to these inner resources that mean that you can, I don't want to say sail through, but it means that everything stops being so traumatic and dramatic. It means that you can move through it with much more ease and grace but also objectivity. And in that moment when you're, you know, when you see people who are super calm in the midst of a crisis, they're accessing the objectivity to be able to go ah okay cool that's a problem we need to fix that now we need to do this now we need to do that whereas someone who is very much stuck in all the emotions of it can't think straight can't make good decisions can't even see the solutions because they're so in this stuff so meditation on a regular basis is basically mastery of this access to inner resources and that inner state of calm that will allow you to be able to move through these things and not get um, you know, knocked over by them as they happen. Because life is going life is always going to switch the fucking plan. It's always gonna throw you curveballs. Things are not always gonna work out the way you envisage and plan and think it's going to. And if we well, can let at least, you go of that
0: I would like to add to that, okay, at least friends. not at least not the earthly self. No. Nice. The higher self totally got is this. the one who wrote this plan, by the way, you wrote it.
1: <laughs> and there were times your like, that fucking bitch. <laughs> 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 Couldn't she give Work. me a heads
0: up? You know, one of the things I love that they said in, in channeling yesterday is that some people crave. Um, so we were talking about this. Why would anybody want to experience something traumatic? Why would a soul choose to have a
1: hard experience or at least what we would. Yeah. So a traumatic birth here. Hear, up right? Children that aren't normal, you know, all the, right. all the things. Why would we choose that?
0: That some of us, and and the the best analogy they could give, the us, I love didn't. it, was how some people prefer to take off a band aid. So Rach and I are both fans of rip it off, just uh-huh. rip it off. As Get it done with. <laughs> I just want one sharp ouch, and then we're done. Whereas other people need that inch it, inch it off, right? Inch mm-hmm. it off slowly, little at uh, a uh, uh, time. Um, and so they said that these bigger traumatic events are like a band aid being ripped off fast mm-hmm. and that um, that it balances out, um, on spiritual evolution. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter which path you choose, you'll balance, you'll be a balanced soul either way. It's just that from a higher perspective, uh, these big, these bigger events felt more like and they are, they really are a quickening, if you will. They take mm-hmm. you through spiritual evolution faster, where some people chose to have a more of a, a spoon-fed spiritual evolution. So they might not experience huge traumatic events. They'll, they might experience smaller, more constant mm-hmm. events, which will eventually also get them that spiritual evolution. So either way you choose, you're getting the evolution.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So exactly. that's great. That's sort of insight into how our soul shows. This is
1: also a choice to believe it this way too. Like there are plenty of people who don't have a belief that, you know, things happen for a reason um, or that these you know traumatic events have a bigger soul purpose to them that, you know, on some level that we've, you know, as a human, we've failed somehow to attract it to us. So there's, you know, belief systems that are playing out in this arena. Now, what my view is, we don't know. We can't, there's not one person that can confirm that, you know, the, the belief system is true, right, or real. It might Do be complete what? bullshit, and it doesn't. Do you know matter, why? It doesn't, doesn't matter.
0: Do you know why no one can confirm
1: it for you? Because it's your perspective. It's your world. You're the creator.
0: Exactly. Another, and in, in a scientific way of looking at that is through quantum physics, where they call the observer effect, mm-hmm. whatever you observe about something automatically, you're creating it. You are, as you observe it, you are creating it. So nobody, no one person is right. Mm-hmm. Everyone is right because everyone is creating their experience by observing it as such which is why two people can look at the same thing and have dramatically different experiences
1: Hmm. because it's self-created. Exactly. So because we can't confirm any of this is true, right, or real, it comes down to what do you choose to believe? And you can choose to believe things because it makes you feel better. So for me, choosing to believe that everything happens for a reason, even if I don't know what it is in the moment, that makes me feel better. I feel more trust and allowing and an ability to accept what's going on. So that is empowering to me. Right. I could choose not to believe that and I can be in a disempowered state. It's a choice. And do you
0: know that they've actually done research that has shown that people who, who choose to give meaning mm. um, to external events or to things that happen to them show uh, a higher rate of recovery? Mm this is actually um, a mindset that's actually um, correlated with some form of success, right? So success, meaning like the success to heal themselves. So Mm -hmm. someone who sees the connection between an event and their experience um, and creates meaning for themselves. Now, see, here's the thing. They create the meaning. They are the one giving the event, the significance And, and giving it a connection to them, which then empowers them on the inside to move forward in a more successful direction, whatever that may be. If it's healing the body, if it's Mm -hmm. moving on from a relationship, if it's, you know, moving to a different country or starting a business or, or dealing with a business that failed and starting over, right? All these things, relationships that fall apart, whatever it is, um, this is a mindset that's connected to growth,
1: to mm. growth. Mm. Exactly. So it comes down to perspective. And that's for me is a, the biggest way that we can bring ourselves back into a feeling of being in our power is choosing the perspective that's going to give you that, that feeling.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So here's a great way to assess your perspective is uh if it feels good or not. Now I said that sounds very contrite, but it's actually really powerful. The heart, which is one of our intelligence centers, it's actually the strongest. Mm-hmm. For a long time they thought it was the brain. Now they know it's the heart. Um uh, but the heart speaks very simply.
1: It's about
0: the brain, but the brain is part of the whole. And so yes. I I, I feel like sometimes I dog the brain. I'm not oh, trying I totally to dog, dog it. I, I, to, I respect it as part of the whole, but it it is the
1: center that's most likely uh, to get us in trouble. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the one that if you, if you don't keep it reined in, it's going right. to be the child that runs into traffic.
0: Right. So the, when I asked the team, what animal would you associate with the brain? They said a dog, right? So a dog needs to be trained. Sometimes it needs to be leashed. It's very obedient. The mind is very it trainable. It needs a chew toy. It need need to needs a chew toy. It needs something to work on. My brain needs a chew toy. Right? It needs something to work on, something to work out. It <laughs> loves tiny. to work it out. Right? But the heart is like a phoenix,
1: mm.
0: which I love, which is such a powerful and mystical animal to be associated with. So this it's this phoenix. Joyful.
1: There you go. i all the numbers today. All the numbers. So
0: here's how you know if your perspective is working for you put your hand on your heart and you think about it, right? And if it feels good, you'll get this, kind of like, yep, feels good. I feel relaxed. When you say that, when I think about it having meaning, or if I think about it this way, I feel expansion, right? Mm -hmm. So the heart will respond with a sense of expansion, which is connected to relaxation, which means that your parasympathetic system is now fully open and operational. If your current perspective makes you feel tight or hard or clenched in or mm. restricted. Um, restricted restricted exactly stressed then that is uh, information from your heart that this perspective actually is not in alignment with you believe it or not it might even though it's your perspective and you've adopted it it's
1: not the one that works for you mm. and sometimes it's perspective but it's also attachment So if you're attached to it has to look like this, it has to work out this way, that is also going to cause the same feeling of constriction and restriction if it's not turning out the way you think it should. So learning to accept or let go, you know, adapt and change is also something that really helps with feeling back or getting back into the space of your power.
0: So once you have... um really checked in with your personal perspective. Once you have maybe done the work of contemplation, where you go in and disassemble a situation to see the choices that were available. Once you start meditating regularly and there's no wrong way to do it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just shutting everything off and sitting still. Mm-hmm.
1: Focus on your breathing. To your
0: breath. <laughs> exactly. The breath, the breath, the breath. It's as simple as that <sighs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: and doing it more. Right. Once you have all these skills, you will be in a prime position to do that thing I was telling you at the beginning, which is like willing your power back to mm-hmm. you. Once you've done all that stuff, yeah, you literally can be like, I call all my power back. I call back it all back. <laughs> I call it all back. I call it all back. I take it back. And with that, with the taking the power back, and this is an important thing to note, you're also taking the responsibility. Mm-hmm. So power and responsibility are like intertwined you can 't have one without the other, um, which means that you ha- it, is a, it is a higher perspective to perceive from but you really have to see no matter how at fault you may think someone else is, there is responsibility on all sides, especially mm-hmm. when you have power. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> boop boop. <laughs> I literally just got a message that said, Mwah!
0: there you go. Getting some love today. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. So um, I mean that can't say it better than that. So when we call our power back, we also must be prepared to take responsibility. It sounds, you know, responsibility can sound like a a heavy mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. But I actually the more that you own it the more empowered you feel. It's, it's one of those things where, um, if you stop fighting, if you stop resisting responsibility, Mm -hmm. you start embodying it and you, you feel that sense of grounding that if you don't know what grounding feels like yet, responsibility, when you start to accept it will give you a feeling of being very grounded. And it's an internal grounding. It's not something based in an external event, like a, Money, house, job security, right. like that. It's an inner there power.
1: We mm-hmm. Exactly. Awesome. So, have we, have we, after all that, here we are pretty much at the end of our show. Has anybody got any questions? Anything well, you want I want to I add? read comments. <laughs> Just the comments.
0: We have comments. So, Tara is saying something awesome here. She said, I heard Robert uh, Holden say, responsibility is to respond with love. Ooh, I like that. Mm, I like that I like a that. lot. Somebody make that a meme. <laughs> and she said, and it changed, that it changed her when she
1: heard that. I, mm. I believe that. that's a really good one, to respond with love. Mm. Well, that's absolutely true. If you think about it, you know, responsibility is to be in that higher perspective and higher vibration and the highest vibration is love.
0: Absolutely. Um, so Erica is saying that she tries to okay. meditate and she feels like her relationship with her other half is draining her. So how could she open up to choices
1: there? What could she see different? Well, I mean, there's, the, there's always the choice of staying or going. And that's a choice. That you decide you've made a choice to stay if that's the case. And then choose, you know, what can you do differently? If someone is draining you, what I mean, you can either choose to put up with it or choose not to. You can choose to speak out, you can choose to keep it to yourself. There's a lot of choices that can be made. It doesn't mean they're easy, um, but you are in a place of choice and I think self-assessment will be really important for you around that to assess, you know, are you choosing what is best and right for you? Are you choosing what is going to give you growth and expansion or is the choice that you're making actually detrimental and destructive to you? and then to explore what's really going on behind all of that.
0: Absolutely. And I would also say that, you know, for me, I have a love, I don't want to say hate relationship, but it's a love resistance relationship with meditation. So I often, if if I'm in resistance to meditating, I look for reasons not to, right. And there's no greater (laughs) scapegoat for me than somebody else. Mm -hmm. Somebody else is making me like, miss meditation time. Not me. I was going to do it, but you know, then my kid did this and then That's the right. cat did
1: that. And <laughs> hubby wanted to watch a movie. And of course I couldn't say no to that because it's right. quality time. You know, I'm too tired. I need to eat. There's a thousand things. I could give you a list of a thousand things.
0: Right. Which is, um, one of the things that I try to do for myself. I'm not all, I don't do it all the time. I do it every day. But what I try to do is put it at the top of my day. Um, now the trickiest part is grabbing my phone because when I grab my phone, I automatically, especially if I think there's goodies, mm-hmm. my brain goes, "There's goodies somewhere on there." So I'm looking for new comments or something someone posted or how many likes this got or how many pieces of mail I have or something cool in my in mail, right? Like in my inbox, my brain lo- loves to gamify. Um, all of that stuff. So it's very tempting for me to want to start engaging with that, which means that I get knocked out of putting my uh, mental state as a priority. Here's what happens when I don't. When I don't give myself that little bit of time to meditate and a little bit of time to exercise, I get easily stressed out and overwhelmed by all the stuff that I've decided to do with my life because I have, like rage taken on a lot. And yet what,
1: <laughs>
0: when I do, when I do give myself the time to set it up correct, uh, correctly for me. So mm-hmm. giving myself mental space and breathing space and, uh, fic- you know, getting in tune with my body. Then when I go to deal with my day, whatever comes up, I'm kind of like, you know, the sea, the sea can be stormy, but my ship mm-hmm. is, a, is steady. On the days I don't, I'm like, ah, <laughs> you know, like, that's how it feels. So I, I, I highly recommend giving yourself time in the morning. Uh, so Agnes is saying that speaking of slowing down, I'm currently fighting off a virus similar to chicken pox shingles. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. So no fun. Um, so no choice, but to slow down and time for reflection.
1: Perfect. Somet- Sometimes I think our bodies do this to us on purpose. They do, they do. Because we're not we're not taking the like the internal. We're constantly getting information about the things we should be doing for ourselves, and if we like, this is where my brain gets a little bit. You know, I have not trained my brain as well as I could have in process. So it's it then overrides. It doesn't listen. It's not paying attention to these signs and and signals that we need to slow down. So the body will then go right. If you're not going to fucking listen to me, then land you out flat. So. Back problems, sickness, something—the body will take charge because you're not paying attention.
0: Absolutely, so now, I yes. remember. My my therapist said to me years ago. She said the body is the last one in and the last one out. So mm-hmm. if you think about it in terms of the four intelligences, you're you've got four opportunities if you want to look at it that way to get the message. And uh, if we don't listen to those mm-hmm. other intelligence centers speaking to us, the body you know, the body will ultimately shut it down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> we had three other chances before that. That's right. Strike
1: one, strike two, strike three, you're at.
0: <laughs> so the body's the last one in and it's the last one out. So it's going to take, um, you, what is required here is you're going to have to take the time because the body won't come back online mm-hmm. in into alignment until the time has been taken and given
1: Do yep. it. Yeah, so you better yeah. have to do it proactively than to allow the body to take it take you out when it seems that it t- decides the time. <laughs> so, right, exactly. Be very inconvenient.
0: <laughs> oh no! So Joe accidentally spilt. Oh, she spilt two liters of magnesium oil all over her floor. <laughs> so she's asking for us to help her take her power back as she mops. Her floor. Oh God. Magnesium oil. What I, oh, I guess yeah, roll rub around it around in
1: it. <laughs> Have a magnesium oil bath. Just roll Stop it, that you know, in. You could turn your kitchen floor into a slip and slide, just like we. That's right. <laughs> get get the whole family involved. Everybody takes a turn.
0: Right. Oh, God. oh my gosh! No, my kitchen floor would be that would be just a hot mess. It's mm. <laughs> mm. my kids, and Tristan has this new thing that when he doesn't want to eat food. I think he learned this from his sister, but it is accidentally on purpose, dropping the food on the floor. Ooh. And now it's stepping on it
1: to really make sure there is no be- way. There's no three second rule. On There's it's no
0: way that mommy's going to be like, it's fine. <laughs> just put it in your mouth. No, he's like the other day I found him like, like uh, his foot was like moving back and forth under the, his little table. I'm like, what are you doing? And it was like a little tiny piece of pizza. he didn't want to eat. So he was like, just mushing it into the floor. And I'm like, <laughs> what pizza. it's pizza
1: everybody likes pizza no <laughs> he was like nope you can't no, control this, me not that right not this boy oh, that's right. 11 55
0: all right so we have time for uh one one question one more question if anybody has one go ahead and uh, post it to facebook now And we will answer your question, whatever it may be. If you want to talk about power, awesome. If you want to talk about anything else, go for
1: it. It's your time. So while they're doing that, do you want to share what's coming up for you? We're doing the next class for Spirit, School for Spirit. And I'm excited. Tell them what it is. Yes.
0: (laughs) She knows what it is. Yes. So the tarot module of School for Spirit is starting uh, June 21st. The summer solstice, because that's how magical mm-hmm. my team likes to roll. Mm-hmm. But yes, we're going to learn all about tarot, all about how what it means and, mm-hmm. and how it's used. So many people think that tarot is just about uh, doing a spread, right. like pulling a card, getting a meaning. OMG, no, it's not. There's so much more to it. So if you want to get with that, uh, you can check out spirits4success.com. Up in the tabs, uh, you'll see School for Spirit. You click on that and it will take you into how to sign up for School for Spirit. Also, um, you'll want to be watching on our page because I will be releasing free mini tarot lessons. They're coming out this week. So if you want a taste of tarot, maybe you're not sure you like it yet, but you want to try a sample. Mm-hmm. I have samples coming for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome, I can't wait. Uh, and I'm starting a new program coming up soon. It's a get shit done program. So, any entrepreneurs that are struggling with procrastination, getting things done, if you've got a money making project that you've either started and not finished or haven't started yet, then we need to talk. So, let's talk about that. Um, you know how to reach me, find me at Spirit the number four success and reach the contact page. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. get shit done. Get shit it's done. For, I'm, real. Last, for the last part of the year, we've got six months. Let's make it count. Let's get shit done.
0: That's right. Ama- amazing things can happen in the six month time window. So definitely grab that. If you um, yes. feel called to do it, you should definitely do it.
1: Yeah. We're working make on it mindset, count. mindset, strategy, structure, and uh, yeah, action. There's a whole bunch of stuff all put together. So, you know, as the excuses come up, we're busting them. Handholding, accountability, massive accountability. This is like hardcore. <laughs>
0: Not like hard. Hardcore. Hardcore. Remember that time on our podcast when we did like what uh, color are you? Or what was it? What texture are you? And I was like, oh, I'm all light and sparkly. She's like, I'm studded leather, or something
1: <laughs> like that. Yeah. Kick ass in this one. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs>
0: awesome all right well I don't see any questions coming up I see oh Joe's like tell me anything anything it's all going to be okay it all works out in the end there's got better this. magnesium oil out there for you apparently <laughs> that stuff was the shit <laughs> wasn't the best possible magnesium mm-hmm. supplement for you so
1: you needed something better this is this would be a good time for you as you're cleaning up the magnesium oil to go into a space of complete presence. There you go.
0: Absolutely. You know, I mean, one of my favorite things to do, actually, it's not, let me take that back. (laughs) I hate it, (laughs) but when I'm doing it, I take full advantage of it. I like to pretend like I'm some Tibetan monk on a mountainside when I'm scrubbing my kitchen floor, because I have to do it on my hands and knees, get in all the crooks, you know? So I like, I imagine that I'm in some, Tibetan monastery. monastery on a mountaintop and I'm like okay wax on and wax on <laughs> does it work it cut it does mm. it totally works
1: let it yeah turn it into like a, a meditative as your, yeah that'd be well, really well it's let like
0: it. I'm literally scrubbing the crap out of my life that's what I think mm. about it as and yes attach
1: a bigger purpose to it
0: absolutely and it works it really works I mean I remember hearing Um, another big coach talking about this. It may have been Tony Robbins, but it really, it doesn't matter who said it. It really does work when you, for example, okay. When I run, um, there's a steep hill. I like to go up and it just takes the breath out of me. And I listen to, um, motivational speakers when I run. And one of the things that they had talked about was like, imagine, you know, going up the mountain and you know, you're going to do it. So I immediately turned this into a mountain and now I'm like on K2 or something with my pack on, but it's like every step I take, I say to myself, I am stepping closer to my success Mm. and I will be damned if I don't suddenly get like a second wind to do it because emotion jumps in Mm. and pushes, propels me forward suddenly it's not me just trying to get up this hill which has little meaning for me it's me trying to get up the mountain of life which has a massive amount of meaning Mm.
1: so there you go it's not just about cleaning up the magnesium oil it's an opportunity (laughs) for presence and connection and moving forward somehow absolutely all right well that's it Thank you everybody Bye. who joined us today for all of your comments and your interactions. We love you. Thank you so much. And, uh, until next time, relax. We
0: got this. Don't, don't. Shh, talk. Thanks for listening to the show to learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings. Go to spirit, the number four success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick ass and sparkly group, Kick Ass and Sparkly Lady Peneurs Unite? Until next time, relax. We got this.